During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's up and welcome back to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I am joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Eddie Yin Jr. What's up, Tim? What's up, man? Kev, there is like more moray than normal here on uh, this. Uh, Anything yeah, we that. can do about that? Yeah, if not, yeah, totally yeah, cool. Yeah, watch this one. Here. Big Kev dog on the move. He's on it. He got what's, it. The, what's the Pokemon update for you? The Pokemon update is things are going great. Played till two thirty again last night. Bless oh, Christ, no. I am. Are you tie oh, oh, I'm tie tie, but I'm also itching for more. All right, I have beat the Elite Four. How's that? I have beat the champ. That looks much better. That looks hey, much look, better. Look at this. Look at this. Whoa, whoa! whoa. From the control room, Kevin. From the control control room. the focus. The focus. The focus. They're awful. saying that my mic isn't sounding great. Bless Buster. Oh, maybe yeah. let's do. I did bust out the polo. While I talk about Pokemon, beat the Elite Four, beat the champion. Headed to see my rival. Bless Feeling real good about it. Let me tell you, I'm so excited for you to get further into this game. Do I sound good, Kevin? Yeah, you sound great. Okay. Great. Great. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I like that you're taking your time, too. Oh, yeah. Because when you oh, said yeah. uh, you're up until 2.30, I was like, you must have completed the game. Yeah. And hearing that, like, you've only now beaten the complete four, and you're now going to go on to do more stuff. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, no, I'm really taking your time with this thing. And you've entered what I consider brain rot levels of... My mind is this Pokemon now. Oh, that's all that it is. That's, oh, yeah. I got to catch them all, Bless. Like, I can't think about anything else. And I could not be happier. Um, it could be a little less janky. You know what I mean? I mean, the brain rot's rotten my mind. Oh, yeah. My mind is starting to run at, like, 14 frames per second. Well, that's the thing of, like, it's weird what games and franchises will do that to you versus not. Because, like, of course, it's been review season. I've been playing quite a few review games. And it was that thing of I never entered brain rot level of for god of war right like god of war ragnarok i had a healthy relationship with where yeah. i'm like yeah i'm playing this game i'm playing you know some hours it actually i did play a lot of hours today, i know it, that's my thing yeah, it's like but it was healthy never, only five hours sitting yeah <laughs> but it was never the thing of i am constantly thinking about god of war when i'm not playing playing god of war it was i'm playing god of war i'm fully immersed in it and in it and then i put it down once i reach a stopping point and then i go and eat lunch and like i, I do the rest of my stuff right with both pokemon and Sonic, I entered like pure brain rot where I could only play Sonic <laughs> yeah. when I was playing Sonic. And with Pokemon, I could only play Pokemon and think about Pokemon. Like yeah. live, eat, breathe Pokemon. It's, I mean, that's it. And especially with the, the anime stuff and with the cards, like I am just, I'm all in and it's, it's, it's. But it's a nice place to be though, because I think this, this is what you've wanted for a while now with Pokemon. Oh. Right? You've wanted to enter back into this place where you're I'm just so it. happy. Like I I my my tweet for the games cast today is something to the extent of like I legitimately feel like I'm falling in love again with my first love. Like wow. I was like eight years <laughs> old special, right? and I fell in love with Pokemon. Like it was my world. It was everything. I was so invested in it. Like it was I mean anybody that was in the nineties 
knows, but like I was really, really into it. And then to live my life for decades after that and to still, you know, love it a lot, but it felt more like loving it like a friend. You know what I mean? I now like it's like a passionate lover. Jesus You know Christ. what I mean? And hey, love can be janky sometimes. You know? Love, can love be doesn't janky always sometimes. run at 60 frames per second. Okay? And love, love doesn't run at all. Honestly, that might be the truest love is loving mm-hmm. something despite its flaws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Speaking of flaws, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. We do it each and every weekday right here live on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. If you can't watch live, you can watch it later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or podcast services around the globe. If you wanted to be part of the show, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in your questions, squad ups, and all of that stuff. If we get something wrong during the show, you got to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to let us know what we get wrong as we screw it up. Uh, remember, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to get the show ad-free, just like our Patreon producers, Morgan Lorraine, Fargo Brady, Christopher Rodriguez, the Kind of Funny Destiny 2 PC clan, Talltree81, Joseph A. Carlson, 1UP Pest Control, Carrie Palmer, Elliot, Brian Chaney, Trevor Starkey, Super Daddy Kyle, Undertopian, David Mintel, Eric Velasquez, Scotty Wyatt, Alex Gradle, Al Tribesman, <laughs> what was that? I'm not no. that one. Usually, Andy does that one. I'm not, I never prepared for that one. Oh my God! Jason L. at James Davis makes nanobiologist Ryan T from Tennessee, Derek Garrick, and Donald Eccles. Uh, if you don't have a buck to toss our way, if you're on the Epic Game Store, use our Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, and we will be right there for you. Um, and it it helps support us without any. Um, extra money from you. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays, but I'll tell you about that <laughs> so later. Chances, was that a DMX impression? <laughs> that was my best, the best pair I got. I can't like I, I don't have the I like it was the the um dingly thing in the back of my throat. I can't make <laughs> the right sounds with it. I can't make the uvula. right like ew ew. I don't think you uvula. use your uvula for that. I think no? people use their you don't the use the dingly aw- thing in the back of your throat for that. No, I think that you're the dingly you're, thing the hang the hang it's your tongue. I think you're like ro- it's almost like rolling your r. Wait, Kevin, can you do one for me right now? No, I can't. I, I got a stuffy nose still, so I'm mm. limited on the sounds that my mouth can make. Interesting. I'll go home and practice. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, Kevin Coelho just reminds me why I love him so fucking much. <laughs> and that is one of those reasons. Some housekeeping for you. A new kind of funny games cast is up right now in all the places I've been talking about. It's our Pokemon review. It's our Somerville review. And Greg got to interview Karen Fukuhara from the Boys and Callisto Protocol to wrap it all up. So you should check that out. Very cool stuff. Um, we're also doing a War um, Zone 2 review on Xcast. Oh. Uh, on Patreon today. And then it'll go live for everyone later. So that's pretty cool. It's been a great time here funny um but let's begin with what is now and forever will be the roper report time for some news we have six stories today a baker's cousin story number one god of war ragnarok's director says he wants to work on castlevania next can you imagine this comes from andy robinson at vgc sure We'll credit you, Andy. I know you're watching this shit, okay? No, we're going to credit you because VGC does amazing work. Of like course. I said recently. I that's, that's the thing. That's why I didn't do it yesterday. One, I wanted to give time people to listen to the interview. But then also, I was waiting for a write-up. Like, who was going to be the one to give Who's me the write-up? going to be the one? And it of was course. Andy Robinson, of course, from VGC. Andy Robinson. God of War Directors Director has said he'd like to work on a Castlevania game should Konami be willing to outsource the license to the classic game series. Speaking during a kind of funny game spoiler cast video published on Monday, 
check out. Sony Santa Monica game director Eric Williams called on fans to help make it happen. It's not clear how serious his comments were, but he did add, I just got into it. I, I just got into so much trouble. <laughs> he said, you guys can make it happen because you have the audience uh, of the world here. I don't know what I'm doing next, but if somebody gives me that Castlevania license, we should we would love to make that. Like many of Konami's core gaming series, Castlevania has been dormant for several years with the last mainline installment, Lords of Shadow 2, having released in 2014. That's wild to think about. The Which part? That the there Lord hasn't been a core Castlevania. And even that's not even core. It's Lords of Shadow. Yeah. 2014. I mean, Damn. that's Konami, man, right? Like, they've... Since 2015, that was about where they, they sort of tempered out in terms of making big AAA games, the games that you love, right? 2015 was the year of Metal Gear Solid Five, and mm -hmm. I think that must have been the last big hurrah until, what, they came out with the, all the Machinka Machines and the uh, Metal Gear Survive and the uh, Metal Gear Solid Three Pachinko Machine that, mm -hmm. like, we saw the animations for and went, oh, man, this should be a remake. <laughs> Can we get a remake? And now it seems like we could get a remake. But well, dude, that's the thing we saw, and everyone's like, oh, so we must be getting a remake, right? And then we've been saying that for, like, 20 years. Yeah. And so, like, it's been that it's been that weird thing of Konami sitting on these glorious video game IPs and just not doing much with them outside of just the stuff that we don't want. Um, and I think for me, for many people, it's been that waiting game to see, all right, is somebody or can somebody or when will somebody partner with Konami to actually make these games for them since they don't very obviously don't want to make these games themselves. And I think... The, on the forefront of everybody's mind in that conversation is PlayStation, right? Because I think when you're talking about when you're talking about Metal Gear Solid in general, I think you're you're connecting the dots in terms of oh man, Metal Gear Solid we associate with PlayStation. Of course, it's become multi-platform since the past, but when you think of Metal Gear Solid One, we think of Metal Gear Solid Two, Three, Four, right? Like you're associating that with PlayStation, let alone the fact that PlayStation now has a uh, partnership with, Ko with um, Kojima, right? With things like Death Stranding, and hopefully, maybe fingers crossed, we'll get more um, collaborations between the two, even though I know Kojima's making that, that, that Xbox game right now. So with that, with the fact that you have studios like Bluepoint that would probably make a great Metal Gear Solid uh, remake or remaster oh, if they wanted God. to, the fact that you have other studios that I'm sure are willing to work with more Konami IP, the fact that even Sony Santa Monica, right, Eric Williams, director of God of War Ragnarok, is now sitting here and being like, hey, man, if y'all tell me to make a Castlevania game, I will make a Castlevania game, right? Like, that's a goldmine that I'm sure somebody at PlayStation has to look at and go, wait, we should probably do this, right? Like, Metal Gear Solid, uh... The God of War 20, 2018 uh, of Castlevania, like those two alone, let alone things like Silent Hills, right? Like that is the thing that people want as well, right? And that's the thing that we've gotten Silent Hills uh, announcement, Silent Hill, Silent Hills announcements recently. <laughs> and like people are excited about that, right? I think Konami in terms of IP and franchises that they own are a goldmine that somebody needs to hop on and someone needs to go, wait, how can we maximize this? How can we partner with them? And PlayStation should be that people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it'd be amazing, right? And again, the reason we're excited about this is because we just got to play a game that this man directed, and it was God of War Ragnarok, mm. right? And he showed genuine enthusiasm and passion. Like, the reason that this came up is we were asking him uh, what he does after he uh, makes a game. Like, once the game ships, like, what's the first thing he does? And he's like, I replay Symphony of the Night. Totally recommend everyone go check out our spoiler cast once you're done playing God of War. Whole bunch of fun little uh, non-God of War things like what I'm telling you now uh, were talked about as well. So it's really cool. Um, but he was saying that he always replays Symphony of the Night um, as his like kind of just comfort food. And that's when he was saying like he would love, like we we're asking him separately, like what game would you want to make? He's like, I'd love to make a Castlevania. And to me, that's exciting because it's like here is a proven entity that 
clearly can have a vision and direct a game, can also work with the team, and that team being Sony Santa fucking Monica, yeah. right? Like, so they got the stuff. Castlevania has the IP, right? It has the cachet. It has the name. We're like, I, we, yesterday we talked a lot about Mortal Kombat, right? And mm -hmm. how it, it's a franchise that everybody knows, but it was kind of a joke for a while. A good joke. People liked the joke, but it was a joke yeah. compared to its, uh, it, its brethren, right? Then we get... 2011's Mortal Kombat reboot, and all of a sudden Mortal Kombat is back a household name and taken seriously, you know? Yeah. And I feel like we saw the same thing with God of War. Um, and we, we were talking yesterday about uh, Ninja Gaiden and how that could happen there. Mm -hmm. um, and we think that it can because Ninja Gaiden has that legacy. Remember, we are not that long into video games life as a total, right? So games back on the NES generation that are the iconic standouts, there's not that many of them. When you're talking about the franchises, the games that had multiple entries now we're so used to annualized things but back then there's the mario there's the zelda there's the the nintendo properties right that we, we know about then there was also ninja gaiden castlevania the third parties that kind of helped make the nes and nintendo what it is and video games what they are so even though there hasn't been a castlevania game since 2014 and even before then when was the last good one mm -hmm. castlevania still means something yeah. to so many people and i feel like gamers out there want Castlevania to have a moment like all the franchises I just named. One thousand percent, right? I, Castlevania, I think even more so has that cachet in terms of name, right? Like we bring up Ninja Gaiden, we bring up uh, even God of War, right? And like maybe maybe God of War is not a good example because God of War has been very popular, but Castlevania is a game that. Like, when you're talking about something of the night, you're talking about a game that's on many people's favorite game of all times list, right? When you're talking about Castlevania, you're talking about a series that has a Netflix show, right? It has a very popular Netflix show that is very quality, that people absolutely love. The cachet is there in terms of the viability of a new Castlevania game, and I think it is a game and franchise that is ripe for innovation and reimagining you know in the way that god of war again god of war 2018 reimagined god of war right and that wasn't as extreme of what as what i think you could do with a castlevania right because god of war already was this third person action character action game where you are you know going through slaying enemies doing all that stuff god of war 2018 reimagined but it's like it's 3d to 3d you can kind of see the steps to get there a castlevania reimagined i would i would love to see a sony santa monica third-person action game in the vein of God of War, right? That is taking... The Vania. In the Vania of God of War. That is taking, like, some of the Metroidvania elements that you have in God of War and double, doubling down on that for Castlevania and making it, like... God, God of War... Look, I mean, think about God of War's explorable space in 2018 and, and Ragnarok. How well mapped out that map is, right? How open it is, yet how contained it is in, like, in, in, in terms of the design in it. That would work really well for a third-person uh, 3D Castlevania game, right? Think about the different abilities and different skill trees and all the stuff they have in God of War. I think that approach could work really well for a Castlevania game, right? And, and think about the story that exists in Castlevania. Think about the setting. We talk a lot about how there have been job listings at Sony Santa Monica uh, of them looking for people to work on a, an unannounced uh, fantasy game, right? A fantasy title. Uh, Sony Santa Monica very clearly understands and knows what they're doing in the fantasy realm and maybe wants to make more stuff in that realm. Um, Castlevania fits so well with that, right? Like, you're, you're talking about fantasy. You're talking about the, like, vampires and dark shit that exists in Castlevania. I think that translates so well. And we've been talking a lot about the back and forth that we see the studios have in terms of, hey, we're Naughty Dog and we have Uncharted and Last of Us. Hey, we're Rockstar and we have Red Dead and GTA. Think about a Sony Santa Monica that gets to say we have God of War and Castlevania. 
That's oh, one of the greatest man. back and forths of all time if you're able to pull that off and if, if Sony's able to give that to you. Granted, that becomes complicated because of IP and because Konami's not just going to give the IP to PlayStation, so, right? But if... Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for, go for it. That's what's interesting about this. I see a lot of people in chat being like, why is this news? Like, it's just a guy saying that he wa- like would like to do something. Anyone could do that. It's like, no, because it's who the guy is, how he said it. Legitimately saying, you guys can make it happen because you have the audience of the world here. And granted, he, you know, we, we're talking scale here. We understand. Sure. But this is how these things happen, where it's like, all of a sudden, the interest is out there from one of now the most renowned directors of uh, yeah. 2022, at the very least, if not the... Last five years, last 10 years, however you want to go about it. We'll see at the end of the year how many Game of the Year awards Ragnarok wins, right? Like, Sony Santa Monica is acclaimed. We understand that. Every Nobody's um, taking that away from them. So it's like them saying that, a PlayStation studio showing this type of interest, clearly, clearly Konami's willing to share its IP and license it out, which they're doing with Silent Hill. So if they're willing to do it there, they'd be willing to do it anywhere for the right uh, cost and for the, the right benefits and with the right partners. You're telling me this isn't the right partner? You're telling me Konami wouldn't look at this and be like, oh, wow. These people just launched a game that is probably going to sell 20 million plus units? Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. Like, and I, you're talking about PlayStation, a publisher, right, that I think gives their studios a, a lot of power in terms of deciding what they want to do, especially the studios at the top, right? If Naughty Dog says we want to come out, we want to make a beach volleyball game, <laughs> PlayStation's not going to stop them. Yeah. Uh, if Sony Santa Monica comes out and they're like, hey, we want to work with this renowned IP, I I could see PlayStation being like, all right, let's talk about it, right? I think that, at the very oh, least, sure. is the story, right? Like, yeah. the sit down, all right, let's talk about it. How can we make that happen, right? I think there's a ball, a ball getting rolled somewhere yeah. in some way. And whether that reaches the finish line, who knows? There are a million places where the, the, that could be a stopping point for this ever happening, right? Whether it be in those first conversations of, okay, no, we just don't have the bandwidth. Or it could be, hey, no, Konami doesn't want to make it happen. Or it could be PlayStation going, uh, no, the deal is just too difficult to make. Or it could get to the finish line and we get that game. Yeah. I mean, look, the reality is this this is probably not going to happen. I think yeah. that there is a 2% chance of this actually happening. It's more just the idea that one of the biggest PlayStation studios, like arguably the biggest PlayStation studio at this point, is interested in one of the most iconic IP that is ready for a reboot. Like that oh, yeah, is yeah. that is from Konami, who we all understand needs needs the handheld holds right now they need somebody to just reach out and like save their their properties or else we're never going to get another game again right mm-hmm. um but man the idea of what a, a modern castlevania can be sony santa monica or not is extremely exciting sony santa monica included i can't think of more things to be excited about okay. that is, that's the top for me yeah this would be very fun story number two greg miller somewhere crying all right Sony's removing shovelware and easy platinum games from the PlayStation Store. This comes from Josh Colson at The Gamer. For a lot of people, gaming is all about trophy hunting. That might have just become a little harder to do on PlayStation. As Sony has informed developers, it will be implementing stricter guidelines when it comes to cracking down on shovelware and games that appear to have little more to offer than an easy platinum. A document reportedly sent to Dex.x... <laughs> By an anonymous source has been sent to developers informing them of the new guidelines and action that will be taken should they be broken. Quote, when partners oversaturate or spam PlayStation Store with many variants of the same type of content, it can negatively impact both the customer and partner experience. PlayStation then lists what will be considered spam or repetitive content moving forward. Among products that will now fit that definition are games that are copied and not meaningfully different from pre-existing games on the PlayStation Store and multiple concepts that have duplicative functionality that only have 
minor variances of assets. PlayStation recommends developers that might be guilty of that aggregate aggregate those games into a single experience to avoid falling foul of the new punishments for doing so. There are just so many words here. Like, why why they write this like it's fucking poetry? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's <laughs> to avoid fear in this to right avoid now. falling foul of the new punishments. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, bro. Uh, as for what these no these new punishments are, the list is a long one. It ultimately depends on the product and whether the developer responsible for it is a repeat offender. Listed among the consequences are restricted discoverability on the PlayStation Store and having the content delisted from the store entirely. Should the same developer be warned and punished multiple times, it could even result in a suspension from adding content or an outright ban. Sometimes Platinum Platinum Hall can often look pretty... Someone's Platinum Hall can often look pretty impressive, but on some occasions, their trophy collection may well have been topped up by the types of games PlayStation is now trying to crack down on. I'm looking at you, Greg Miller. For example, there's currently a game available through the PlayStation Store that requires nothing more than the player pressing X to make an animated pumpkin jump up and down. The Jumping Pumpkin, yes, that's what it's really called, has a full trophy list, including a Platinum. Here's the thing. Give me the thing, Bless. Because we were talking about how Greg Miller is probably freaking out somewhere right now. I do think that there is a caveat to the story, right? Because the the headlines that have been making the rounds have been Sony is removing shovelware and easy platinum games from the PlayStation Store. I think it's more so they're they are removing handfuls of them and some of them, right? And I I I I think a lot of it is centered around the quote right here where they say, when partners oversaturate or spam PlayStation Store with many variants of the same type of content, it can negatively impact both the customer and partner experience, the letter reads. PlayStation then lists what uh, will be considered spam or repetitive content moving forward, right? And they're talking about games that are duplicative in functionality, right? They're talking about you putting out the same game over and over and over again. Uh, um, Kevin, I sent you a couple links in assets in the assets channel if you're able to bring those up. So things like the jumping pumpkin and then also the jumping orange and then the jumping apple. Exactly. Or if you're, if you've been, if you, if you've had to listen to Greg Miller for the past yeah. years on podcasts, like I have on PSLVU XOXO, Greg talks about games like ZJ, the ball. Tim, have you heard of ZJ the Ball? Unfortunately, I have. Let me show you. Okay, cool. Bear, uh, uh, Kevin's brought it up here, right? You look at the PlayStation Store page. You type in ZJ, ZJ the Ball, and games come up each a dollar each, right? ZJ the Ball calculator for PS4. ZJ the Ball level four for PS4. Welcome to the world of ZJ the Ball visual novel PS4. ZJ the Ball level three PS4, right? You then I uh, there's also Platy Bird. My favorite, uh, Kev. Can you go back for a sec? My favorite is ZJ the Ball, the What's Different game. <laughs> which is just a bitter irony and like shout out shout out to zj the ball doing their thing to bring the the, the, the faith of god to, yeah. to the masses out here on the place in the store but then i move on to platy bird another one which greg has talked about quite a bit right platy bird is basically can you guess what platy bird is tim in terms it, of gameplay uh it's flappy bird it is flappy easier? Bird. except it's a it's an easy platinum right and you look here and it is they have varying names, right? A lot of them are called Pretty Bird. So there's Pretty Bird, uh, Pretty Bird 6, Pretty Bird 3, Pretty Bird 3 again, I guess. Uh, I guess these are different platforms. Yeah, they are. Pretty Bird 5, and then you go through and they have Platy Bird and different variations of this exact same game. I think this specifically is what PlayStation is talking about when they're talking about the duplicative games that are, you're putting out minor variances of the same exact content. I think they're going to get rid of that. I think the My Name is Mayos of the Worlds are still going to be here. And I think, like, Z the ZJs, the balls of the world are going to be here, but, like, one game yeah. i don't think they're gonna allow you to post 10 different levels as 10, 10 different games that each have their own platinums i think they're all gonna condense it into all right you get one zj the ball you get one platy bird you get one um my name is mayo 
and you're not going to fucking populate our store with all this bullshit, which yeah. is very good. I'm glad that they're, ta they're taking these steps. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm, I'm just happy they're avoiding falling foul. But if anything, <laughs> I, I wonder if they're ever actually going to do anything about like the platinum, the easy platinum games. And if they should, it's a weird kind of like back and forth of like what constitutes fun and video games and the value of all this stuff but i do think that this is clearly egregious and this seems like the right step because like looking at all that it's like this is just noise this is just yep. garbage like bullshit that like should not be allowed and so yeah zj you're gonna have to just have one game ball it up ball it up live your ZJ. life figure out what your one fucking banger ass game is gonna be and i i, and I will say right like this uh this report was coming out <clears throat> coming out of, as of this morning right it was kind it's come from weird sources right you mentioned the what zex dex or whatever the fuck it was called mm -hmm. <laughs> uh i do have i do have sources that have been like no this is real like my anonymous sources that have told me that that this is actually happening yeah and not greg miller i know you're looking at me like uh -huh. greg tell you this uh -huh. no it wasn't greg <laughs> i have other anonymous sources that are like no this is for real um <laughs> And good, like good. You should get this bullshit off the store. Like, make the store actually more viable for discoverability of actually good games and good indie games. Because like, there's also been convers <clears throat> conversation over the last however many years of, hey, I'm an indie developer. I'm putting my game out on PlayStation, and it is so hard to get my game discovered on PlayStation because discoverability just sucks. Like, look at all the garbage that's on here, and also it's hard to communicate with PlayStation in terms of my game. My my game release is this date. Can I get a front page uh, front page placement? Can I get a uh, indie game like catalog placement or something along those lines that stuff historically and maybe they've been making it better I've not seen reports about it getting better but that stuff historically hasn't been the easiest on a lot of uh, a lot of indie devs I think doing this will make it easier to some extent yeah. uh, especially when it is I can go to the latest I can click the latest games uh, page on PlayStation and it's not just all ZJ the ball and Platy Bird bullshit now it is like no this actual developer put in put in actual work into their game that I can now look and possibly buy and so I think this is uh, good all above yep Absolutely. Let's move on to story number three, Bless. A cool one. Sony plans to expand Incubator for Chinese games. This comes from Danielle Pardis at GI Biz. Uh, Sony has made plans to expand on a program set up to fuel the games developed in China. According to Routers. Routers? Reuters, Reuters. 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 Yeah. Reuters, the program dubbed the PlayStation China Hero Project, seeks to invest over 1 million yuan, never heard of that, each into individual projects being made in the country. Sony director of China game production, Bao Bo, says that the incubator will benefit teams of varying sizes from smaller independent studios to those with a dozen engineers or more. The plans were unveiled during the relaunch of the project, which is now entering its third season. Both said that the coming season will far exceed the previous two, adding that PlayStation Studios will provide additional support to enrolled projects. Sony will also publish some of the upcoming games, Lost Soul Aside and Convalia, are two titles from Season 2 of the program the firm is set to release. The first round of the China Hero Project was announced in 2017, and the second arrived in 2019. The program supported 17 titles so far. Seven of them have been released, and another slated for Q2 of 2023. It was reported last month that Microsoft had accelerated its own search for Chinese titles, with Genshin Impact named as an example of success for PlayStation. Sources familiar with the matter shared that Microsoft is making large offers to bring more titles from studios in China into Game Pass. Interesting. It is. You know, we've seen a big uh, kind of push in the last couple of years in the Chinese market of, of games. And like we've seen, honestly, from where I'm looking, a lot of very pretty games where we see trailers where we're like, whoa, what is this? Yeah. But it seems like there hasn't been too many like, oh, wow, here's the breakout success. Like they haven't had that big moment yet. Genshin Impact being a, a, a standout different answer of like uh, kind of what we're talking about here. But um, I, I do think it's it's awesome that so many companies are seeing the value in it and wanting to fund it and wanting to help like create like new 
arms of the industry mm. and uh, specifically PlayStation Studios, right? We've talked about this a lot, about all the learnings that uh, they've had over the years of the different ways that the engines that they use or the accessibility options or just what what the standards of, hey, this is what should be in a game, like just from the jump should be. So if PlayStation Studios can help influence others, um, even with teams down to 13, to be able to help them get some of those things implemented, I think that that's just going to make games better overall. Yeah, 1,000%. And I, it's funny because uh, Genshin Impact, I want to say I remember watching uh, a trailer for it. I forget if it was the reveal trailer or not, but it was during it was during one of those summer showcases. I think it might have been like the future showcase or maybe it was um, uh, it was one of, it was one of those showcases. Uh, and I remember seeing that trailer and going, oh, what is this? Oh, this looks interesting. It's like an MMO Breath of the Wild type game. Oh, this looks really good. But I, it's one of those ones where I was like, I, I guess we'll see you later. Who knows if this will actually pan out to be something. I did not think that that game could be a like like a lightning rod for like, hey, play, PlayStation and Xbox, see this as a, oh shit, look how big this is. A Fortnite moment, almost. Yeah, like this is, we need to chase after this. Like we need to go after more uh, more the uh, the game development that's happening in, in China because the games that they're making there, yeah, it is the thing of, we've seen a lot of trailers and I think a lot of these games are still in development, but it is the, um, what, the, what was the game that, that when they first revealed, this is kind of funny.com since you're wrong, that looked kind of like Nier, but also looked kind of like, um, like Metal Gear-ish and some of the enemy designs. And then we saw it at, at I want to say the latest PlayStation State of Play looked really cool. Um, but like we've been seeing more and more of those games, and it's like, oh my god, like these look incredible. And I want to see, I want to see where that stuff goes. Uh, somebody, Parasite? No, not Parasite. Or maybe it was Parasite. Stellar Blade. Project Eve. I was, I'm thinking Project Eve. But somebody said it's Korean. Maybe I am thinking Project Eve. Um, but yeah, you're getting stuff like that. You're getting stuff like Dokev, right? Which somebody mentioned in, uh, in the chat, and like. I have so many questions. Remember when that trailer was like 17 minutes long and, and we weren't really mad at it? Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really curious to see, you know, what these games end up doing and how, I, I, I wonder if we're going to get a lot more Genshin Impacts. I guess that's my main thing because Genshin Impact is one that I'm still very impressed by. Every single time I go back to Genshin Impact, I'm like, how does this game even exist? Yeah. Right? Like this world is huge. Like one of the biggest maps I think I've seen in a video game uh, like that, right? But then also... You know, visually, it's stunning. Like, the there's a lot in there in terms of content, but also, like, it's this open-world adventure that has a lot of um, a lot of quality in there. It also has a lot of microtransactions, which is the reason why I stopped playing. But, like, yeah, I'm so curious to see where, the, where, uh, where this stuff goes. And the fact that both Microsoft and PlayStation are seeing it as an opportunity to, like, you know, figure out how do we get this on our platform? How do we take advantage of it? I think we're going to see a lot more of this stuff. And the fact that PlayStation's publishing both um, the Lost Lost Soul aside, and then there was that other game, uh, Con Convalari Convalaria. Um, really curious to see like what they how they frame that. Are these PlayStation Studios games right? Like, do you see that logo pop up in the beginning? And if that is the case, what does that mean for uh, uh, Sony going after these games in the future? Like, I think there's a lot of question marks here that are going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, man, I, I definitely think that there's. We should keep an eye on this for sure because I think that we're going to see. To me, we see the Genshin, the impact the Genshin Impact mm. has had, right? But then when we see a lot of these other games, like just the trailers or just like the short gameplay clips. Imagine them tied with PlayStation Studios with what we think of PlayStation Studios, the more third-person narrative action-adventure game. That seems like a match made in heaven to me. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a lot of potential there. And I think, like, it could open up PlayStation because they're trying to... 
PlayStation Studios, I think, is trying to diversify a little bit because we do know them so much for the single-player, big-budget, cinematic, action-adventure game. Now you're seeing them going to multiplayer uh, and then messing around with uh, live service. Uh, they've also been hiring for mobile. And I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, like they're like, hey, what if we had a fourth pillar that was a, hey, like these... Chinese games that are doing numbers, right? Like, what if we did have a, another pillar that were like a handful of Genshin impacts in the um, of the world? That could be really huge. I'm trying to look. I want to send Kevin a trailer of Lost Soul aside because I don't know if I actually heard about this one, and I'm curious because like I'm looking at just screenshots and I'm like, this shit looks fire. Um, and so, Kevin, I'm sending it to you in assets if you have the ability to to bring it up. Because yeah, every single time we see a new trailer, it's like for any for any of these games right that we have that are just outside of our space it's like damn this looks really good like that wukong game or wukong i forget what it's called but that game looks dope as hell yeah and then there was a what was the other one was it black myth that's the one i'm talking about black myth wukong i think is what oh okay yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's just so like these games just look so cool and i, I do feel like it's just the, the one breakout hit that needs to happen all of a sudden we have a new franchise on our hands you know yeah, right now, Kevin, if you're watching the video version, Kevin has up the trailer for Lost Soul Aside, um, which is being published by PlayStation, right? A game from China. That looks crazy. Yeah. This looks insane. It's <laughs> <is> crazy shit. <laughs> it's just awesome, you know? And that's what I'm saying is, like, take this and add the the polish and the all of what they have with yeah. PlayStation the Studios Foundation and the budget and support and all that. It's like, that's all that this needs, you know? It's like, you know, they have the vision. They have the the talent. What's up, Kev? This also does look like three other trailers that I've seen that are the same thing of like, oh, yeah, it's some company in China. Is, like, do they have like a shared engine or something? Like, because the backgrounds look similar. The That's a good attacks. question, actually. It is a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I this might be had to, had to be like a Blessing Show episode where I just sit down and I just fucking read Figure it all out. Yeah, figure it all Explain out. Explain like, it. What is happening? Dude, That's would, actually a really good that. idea. I would appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, I'm with you that I see trailers and I'm like, all this shit looks incredible. But, yeah, there is, like, a, uh, like a samey aspect to quite mm -hmm. a few of these games. Like, and like I can I'm see some of Stellar Blade in this or anything. Dude, like, you, it's, should, it's cool. you should 100% do that and hit up ChugaEX on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And, like, interview him. Oh, that like, would be sick. Because, like, he knows all this shit. But, yeah, that'd be, that's awesome. Um, but, yeah, keep an eye out on all this stuff. Very exciting. And also, keep an eye out for The Blessing Show coming 2023. Hey. going to be great. Um, but... We are only able to do The Blessing Show thanks to your support over on Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny. And anybody that's been supporting over there, you don't get any ads. For everyone else, here they are. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool without breaking the bank this holiday season. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 shades for a fraction of the price and a fraction of that price during their biggest Black Friday sale. Ever. The best part about Shady Rays is their insane protection program featuring lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Dropped in the lake, off a cliff, anything. If you get the wrong style for yourself or someone else, no need to worry. Avoid the hassle and the forced thank yous with free 30-day exchanges and returns. You will either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. Act now for the best Black Friday selection. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades.
We're back with story number four. The hardest Tetris game is officially coming to consoles for the first time. This comes from Chris Scullion at VGC. Tetris, the Grand Master, the expert-focused Tetris series is only released in Japan uh, and will be getting a console release next month for the first time worldwide. As reported by Famitsu, the port will be released for Switch and PS4 by Hamster Corporation as part of its long-running arcade archive series. Tetris, the Grand Master, is notorious for being one of the most difficult Tetris games with up to 999 levels of play. It was the first game in the series to introduce 20G gravity, which means when players hit a certain level, their blocks instantly appear at the bottom of the screen and can only be slid for half a second before they lock in place the series is also known for its grading system where players are given a rank at the end going from rank nine all the way up to grand master kevin can you pull up tetris grand master thank you so much wow hmm. okay for audio listeners it's exactly what i explained and it is not it's not okay people shouldn't be able to do this think this fast move this fast do anything i can't even play tetris slow my mind Holy just doesn't shit. work that way. I dude, I love <laughs> watching these videos of people um doing I don't know exactly what it's called, but like I guess the grandmaster master uh, events for mm -hmm. Tetris where you are watching people go at it and it is like they're thinking at like one frame a second and like just dropping things as they go. I I, I get so impressed by it. Yeah. It is the coolest thing ever. It it's, is so impressive. It's insane. Like the the like the upper echelon high level Tetris play that exists. Because when, what, Tetris 99 came out, it was fun. And everyone thinks that they're good at Tetris. And, oh, like, yeah. when that came out, you found out, like, You oh, were humbled. Shit. Yeah, like, I have friends that are insane. Like, I was talking to my friend uh, Michael, uh, and um, he, he, uh, he's really good at Tetris. And, it, like, he was doing something called T-spins or something where you get... yeah. And it's you just like, like spin I've, like a block under yeah. a couple other blocks. And it's just like I've never heard of that. <laughs> and it's like apparently that's the best way to like get the highest score possible. And it's a technique I had never even heard of. It's incredible. Like high like high level Tetris is like high level chess, where it's like my brain can never function on that level. Like I'm surprised Netflix hasn't done the Queen's Gambit, but it's a Tetris <laughs> version. <laughs> Tim, you put your hand in your head or your head in your hands. But you know I'm right. I just love I just love how your brain works. I that is that is so funny. I want to make like a, a fake Keyspin? documentary or not documentary. I want to make a, a fake trailer for that series oh of, my God. of Bless becoming like the Tetris. <laughs> oh my God, the King's Gambit, man. Let's do it. The, the, the King's Teaspoon. Let's get it. Oh let's my God. Oh, let's fucking. Yo, wait. That's the King's Teaspoon. That's is, like. It's like a thing we can collaborate with, I like IGN on for April Fools. I love the idea of your background of um, fuck. That dance. Chess? No, the the, the what's the dance stuff you do? Oh, break dancing. Break dancing, like <laughs> you doing some sort of spin and it like zooming out and it turning into like the the, the T spin, the T spin, <laughs> you know, and like that just being like the end of the uh, uh, trailer. Oh, oh my god. I love it. I love it so much. You know, I was thinking about this recently because I'm always thinking about Super Smash Brothers. It is a damn shame that we never got a Tetris level. For the amount oh, of love yeah. that Smash has for the video game industry as a whole, I'm so surprised that we we got the classic Pac-Man level, we got the classic Donkey Kong level. Like how simple would it be to just have a Tetris where they're just kind of falling? The blocks are falling, you have to avoid them as you're fighting. Like that's right. The Tetris it's, song was in the game. Smash competition is the thing. Yeah. Because Dr. Mario's in there. You're right. Like, you're right. You're you, can't, right. you can't have both. Right? My boy, the like, doc. You got you to gotta put respect on the superior puzzle game, Dr. Mario. 
I Lakers, fucking love Doc Rivers. Lakers in the chat saying Tetris is overrated. Wow. Like, that is, like, the most bizarre <laughs> thing you could ever say. <laughs> like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Tetris is overrated. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Story uh, number five. Alex, I, I do want to give a quick uh, shout out because apparently in the article, uh, they go on to mention that uh, this Tetris release is designed to mark Hamster's 300th consecutive weekly game release on the Nintendo eShop. Uh, ever since the Switch launched in March 2017, Hamster has released a new retro arcade game as part of his Arcade Archives or ACA Neo Geo series every week in Japan without fail. Did you know uh, that, Tim? No. Because I remember, I I know I've seen like so many of the arcade yeah. ar- arcade archives on the Switch. I've never I never put it together that these things were releasing weekly, which I, I feel like explains a lot. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that is funny. But like, I think are we confusing this with the Capcom arcade stadium thing? Because I Maybe. feel that's something I get PR emails <laughs> about every day. <laughs> I remember early on in the Switch, and like they're saying that this was released uh, in in Japan, so I'm sure we missed out on a lot of them. But like, I remember early switch going on the eShop and seeing hella just arcade archive shit and maybe it, i am confusing with the, with the capcom stuff well, capcom but, was later but yeah okay. if it was early days you're, yeah it was I, early days i was yeah. thinking of but good <laughs> on them though hamster yeah yeah um if random thing i have never used my uh switch oled with the kickstand um mm-hmm. i've only like i use a handheld or docked or whatever and the kickstand of the old switch sucked so bad that i would never use it right mm-hmm. Uh, where it's just like little flippy yeah, ones. It was so flippy scary. Flip. The little tiny It was horrible. You're like, this is going to break. And so I bought like a metal, like, you know, stand things for when I was on the plane or whatever. And I loved that. But I've been playing Pokemon. I had it at work yesterday. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this kickstand out. Shout out to the OLED's kickstand. Oh, yeah. It's so oh, yeah. much bigger. It's, it's doing great. the damn it's thing. It's adjustable. It's adjustable. I trust it. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. It's fantastic. Here we go. Um, on the note of video game history, also, shout out to Atari 50. Uh, the anniversary celebration. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, Tim, but it's a new game that uh, just came out. And I'm not an Atari person, and so like I'm not fanboying over it or whatever, but I did get the code for it, booted it up the other day, and it's a bunch of... It's like any game collection you know, but the way they present it is maybe the best I've ever seen a collection presented, where they present it almost like a museum, where it is divided up into the eras of, At- of Atari, and like it's not just like hey, we're going to talk about the good shit. There is, like, a section that is the highs and lows of Atari. And, like, you scroll scroll through this museum layout, and they're giving you, like, story tidbits of history. They're giving you, like, pictures of really cool, like, pieces of Atari Kev, can you history. pull it up real quick? And Atari 50 on you, YouTube. Like, you get to points where it's like, oh, yeah, and this game came out this time, and you can press X to play the game, and you're just playing the game. Um, I, wish I, I wish I had a way to, like, play it in front. Because, like, I've not seen the trailer, but, like, looking through the game itself in the way it's presented is fucking really impressive. Oh, Pixelated Soul saying it's from the makers of the Cowabunga collection. Oh. And that makes sense because that was also very well presented. So many great options in that. Are I, you able to scroll forward, uh, Kevin? I want to see if there's any, like, actually UI. Maybe I can send you the IGN review because I'm sorry, sure. Sorry, yeah. I thought I saw some in, like, the thumbnail. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, this, yeah, like right here. Right here yeah. yeah, like, oh, this is the one I was talking about, of the highs and lows. So you're scrolling through a timeline, and, yeah, you get to, get, uh, get, uh, like, right here, I think this is the box or whatever, but it says, like, oh, yeah, you can zoom in and, like, rotate the box or whatever, but then you can go to other ones, and it is the actual game, and you, you're playing the game. This is great. I yeah. love this. It's great presentation on this thing. If you're an Atari nerd, <laughs> it's probably a one that's worth, uh, that's, like, a must thing to check out. But even for me, as somebody who's, who didn't grow up with Atari, I still was like, this is really cool. Start playing Pong. Oh, you ponging it up? Uh, yeah, I was ponging it up. That Pong is a, that's a difficult game. Yeah. Like, damn, y'all were, y'all were wild in the olden days. I wonder what the teaspoon <laughs> of Pong is. 
Oh man, the ping. Never mind. It's no, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I know there's a joke here I can <laughs> dig for, but oh man, story number five. Ubisoft has confirmed that its games are returning to Steam. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Ubisoft has confirmed plans to start releasing some of its games on Steam again. Uh, the publisher's biggest game of the last few years, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, will join Valve's PC marketplace on December 6th, coinciding with the release of its final content update. Also coming to Steve are Ubisoft titles Anno 1800 and Roller Champions. We're constantly evaluating how to bring our games to different audiences, wherever they are, uh, while providing a consistent player ecosystem through Ubisoft Connect. Ubisoft stopped releasing its new games on Steam in 2019. Since then, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Division 2, Assassin's Creed Valhalla have been released via Epic Game Store and its own digital distribution platform, Ubisoft Connect. In an interview with the New York Times in 2019, Chris Early, Ubisoft's vice president for partnerships and revenue, suggested Valve's model was outdated. Quote, it's unrealistic, the current business model they have. It doesn't reflect where the world is today in terms of game distribution. Ubisoft declined to say if it plans to bring games to Steam on a regular basis going forward or... It'll be on a case-by-case -case basis. Good. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody who's a, 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 de a deck boy, mm -hmm. put games on Steam makes it way easier for me to play those games on my Steam deck. And so good on you, Ubisoft. And also, I'm just tired of having to split between all these different launchers. Uh, also, remember Roller Champions? I do. I'm so bummed out that that game came out. And it didn't, like, usually with these games, it's like a week. Roller Champions, I don't know if it lasted like a day and a half. I don't even think it made the day. Like know? I remember, I I I had like a few sessions of Roller Champions because I think I did a preview session and then I did um, like I think I played with maybe Mike on stream or something. But I then also remember playing with some other friends and I was like, this is fun. I can't wait for for them to add more content. And I just never heard about more content. Yeah. Do you think this has anything to do with the Steam Deck? I don't. I was, I was thinking but... about that and like, no. But I also I wonder if it's like an added like. Hey, there are X, Y, and Z reasons for why we should put our games on Steam, and Steam Deck is like one of the many reasons. I wouldn't be surprised about that because I think it is just a, a accessibility of people being able to play the games where where they want to play. And yeah, like most people have Steam. I think that's the reality of it. And yeah, if you have a Steam Deck, it is easier to play the games through the Steam Store as opposed to figuring out the workaround you need to be able to play mm -hmm. these games through Ubisoft. Because you can play. Um, actually, no, I'm thinking of Knockout City. I think I have tried to set it up to play Ubisoft games via Steam Deck, and it's like one too many steps for me where I'm like, ah, fuck it, I don't really care to do this. But I, I know you probably can if you really wanted to. Um, but yeah, I think this makes it easier for those people, and then I'm sure just for plenty of people that would rather play their games on Steam. Omega Buster says, KF should do a best games we played for one to two days award. Oh, man, that's like, that's like a, that's another blessing show, like end of the year kind of thing. Yeah, that's fun. Love it a lot. Uh, Shout out to Rainbow Six Extraction. <laughs> <laughs> story number six the xbox 360 controller is making a comeback this comes from chris scullion at vgc the peripheral manufacturer responsible for bringing back the xbox duke controllers now doing the same for the xbox 360 controller okay that makes sense when i read the headline i was like but why <laughs> and now it's like oh okay yeah. it's just some fun retro nostalgia stuff hyperkin's working on the xenon an officially licensed replica of the controller that was originally included with the xbox 360 when it launched in 2005 a true girl of the 21st century the xenon which doesn't yet have a release date or price will be compatible with xbox series x and s xbox one and pc it will also be available in four colors white black pink and red 
Because it's being created with the Xbox Series X and S in mind, the Xenon isn't a perfect facsimile of the 360 controller since some modifications are required. The start and back buttons have now been replaced with the menu and view buttons seen on a modern controller. Share buttons also been included in the middle, ensuring it doesn't offer less functionality. Each Xenon controller also has a 3.5 millimeter headset jack and is powered by USB-C. The controller name comes from the Xbox or from the Microsoft X CPU, the CPU used in the 360 console, which was codenamed Xenon. In 2018, Hyperkin released an officially licensed replica of the Duke, the original Xbox controller, which was infamous for being rather large. People always talk about the controller being large. And bless, let me tell you, it was big. Yeah, it was big. But people don't talk enough about how oddly Shape. oriented the buttons were on oh the face God, buttons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why were they in like a weird off, like weird diagonal? And wasn't that where like the jelly beans? Do you remember the black and white buttons on the original Xbox? Oh my God, yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> that was a thing, yeah. Like, I I forget what the placement was on the original Duke. I want to say it was like above the face buttons and then maybe they shifted them below. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, of course, I wasn't an Xbox kid because I had a PS2, all right? Because I was PS2 supremacy. Um, well, they, they used to be, I mean, man, God, it's been a while. But like, they used to be like on top of each other in a really awkward way. Yeah. It just didn't feel right. <laughs> yeah, like trying to trying to pu- uh, push those buttons is like you're like pushing your finger into the controller because they're like deep in there. So um, but a few things, right? One, how wild is it? Oh, this is the 360 controller. Thank you so much, Kevin. How wild is it that the 360 controller is not considered retro, but then also that it launched in th- 2005? Because I first I first read it as retro and I was like, it's the 360 controller. That wasn't that long ago. And then I read 2005 and I was like, oh. It was long ago. Holy yeah. shit. I mean, dude. dude, it was two generations ago. Right? Yeah. Like, that's, it's pretty wild to think about. Andy blew my mind today in the worst way ever, where he was just like, dude, Maps by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs came out 19 years ago. And my response to that was, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Glass. That was fantastic. Thank you. I was not expecting that. Thank you. That was fantastic. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that, that, that was a genuine great reaction. Oh, oh man, will I ever get blessed that good again? I don't know. The answer to that is so far away. But if I want to know what's coming to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? Tim, I was eleven years old when the 360 controller came out. Yeah. Eleven years old. That is wild. Eleven. Five. I was a junior in high school. Oh. Yeah. I was 15, 16. Tim, you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. <sighs> Scares me every time. Do, 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 I did it Why for you. Why is it still going? <laughs> there we go. Is there a way we can shorten that? But, like, I don't know. <laughs> Eight seconds. <laughs> the, the funniest thing is I heard a sound in there, I think, and it sounded like Kevin screaming. And I was like, uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> like, because one day, something something bad. Oh, oh, Kev likes doing this. He like, yeah, he likes this. He likes, he likes fogging it. He likes fogging it. I'm going to be completely honest. What I up? see, like, big uh, slice gaming. He's like, oh, my God, Tim did the, the jingle. And Clarity Gold says, Tim, I hope that wasn't your version of the jingle. Um, I got a little lost with the cadence of the show. And I'm, like, looking at this. And I was like, fuck. Did, do I read this or does he? And then I, was, I realized you just did it. I was like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so I just threw myself into something. You know what Tim, I mean? Tim, Tim, yes, and everybody. When it's a factory settings. <laughs> do, 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 Yeah. Yeah. Out today, we have Evil West. <laughs> is it out today? Is this the game? This or is the one okay. that's out. Uh, we had a whole discussion 
I think it was me and Andy mm-hmm. about like how there have been hella games with West in their name lately that have been coming out. And I've been so confused because I've been getting emails about Evil West and about mm-hmm. how Evil West is coming out and how like do you want codes for Evil West? And I'm like, y'all are asking me for the codes for this game that came out in spring. And then I realized that that isn't Evil West. That is Weird West. Yeah. But also there's Hard West mm-hmm. that's coming out. But also, Horizon. there's Horizon Forbidden, Forbidden West. West. And if you're a Will Smith kid like me, you probably grew up watching Wild Wild West. And that I'm is, tired of it. That I'm is just, true. I'm tired That's of it. true. All right? We don't talk about the other West. Mm-mm. The Kanye one. Oh, my God. No. No, <laughs> no West. Don't do it. Don't God do it. God, do God it. there was. That's, an, that's another evil West right there. <laughs> that, is another, that is another evil West. That's another evil that West. That is another evil West for sure. Oh, God. Okay. You know what? Moving on. Hey. Gungrave, Gore on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC, Just Dance 2023, Ship of Fools on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, Switch and PC, St. Kotar on everything, Dead by Daylight delves into medieval horror with its new chapter, Forged in Fog. Available Forged now. Forged in Fog. Available now. Oh. <laughs> Missing links as punished last. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Deals, deals of the day. The Steam Autumn Sale returns today and brings with it early Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals that see the likes of Cyberpunk 2077, Stray, and more discounted. Also, Sackboy, a big adventure. Football costume DLC is free on the USPSN. Not going to get you back into the oh, Sackboy? Oh, 1,000%. Yeah, I've been looking for a reason to get back into Sackboy. And let me tell you, it wasn't the Uncharted skins. It wasn't the God of War skins. It wasn't the Horizon skins. It's going to be this soccer World World Cup skin that's going to get me back into Sackboy. Big and richer. The greatest live service game on PlayStation right now. Let's fucking go. Do you, do you think that uh, Sackboy is ever going to become Sackman? No. No, no I, think he, I, I think it's an Ash Ketchum situation mm, where he just, mm. he, just, he just stays like that. It's always going to be just a little sack. <laughs> this is a little Sackboy. I don't oh. like how much you enjoyed that. I enjoyed it a lot. Kevin. I know. I saw it. I'm trying yeah. to see what's up with the Steam Autumn Sale, actually. I've never been a Steam Sale person, but I'm a new man because I got the motherfucking Steam Deck. It's now I'm about to be making, making it rain on, uh, what's his name? Gabe Logan? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, no, uh, fucking, what's his name? What the Gabe fucking, Newell. Gabe Newell. Gabe Newell. Not Gabe fucking Logan. <laughs> who's that? From Siphon Filter? <laughs> I don't want to be Game Logan. You don't want to be Game Logan. That oh, is, man. I can't wait to make it rain on, oh, game, that on is, game Logan. That is so funny. <laughs> that is so damn funny. I saw Rayman in the chat was saying um, that the, the Sackboy developers could have made a new game by now if they weren't putting out suits for this this, no, man. this game. I'm just uh, like, he's joking. But, no, but real, saying, like, real talk, though. Yeah. What the hell? Why are they putting out so many suits in this game? Oh, man. Let me talk about a show called PSWXOXO where we talk about this all the time. I don't know. I, have no <laughs> I thought you were going to have an answer. <laughs> no, no, I don't have an answer for this. I, but I'm all about it, though. Like, it is the, it is, it is, it's gotten so much support and they've dropped so many skins on this game. And this game isn't a free game, right? Remember, this game is a game that came out at well, the launch of the PS5 for, what, like $50, $60, so, like a premium price. And so it's not like every single person on the PlayStation platform has Sackboy. They just enjoy making new costumes. My only, the only way I can explain it in my head is that maybe these costumes are just really easy to make. And so it's just free marketing. But that, I mean, marketing this game, this. In 2020, like two years weird. after like, being out. The, the industry just doesn't work that way. PlayStation doesn't work that way. And they make some like pretty wild it'd be one thing too. partnerships too like, it's also not the it's also like 
maybe it's them following up on previous little big planet games because this is how previous little big, big planet games worked if i remember correctly but those games also had creator levels and reasons why people would be keep, keep yeah. coming back to those games this is a this is, you can't create shit in this game this is a one and done game uh, alan says does skins really count as quote unquote support it does count as support because every time they add a new thing, it's a new story. The PlayStation's tweeting about it. Like, they're remarketing the game, which is just, like, it's pretty bizarre. Yeah. I, I so, want to talk to somebody. <laughs> I don't know who to talk to. The Plus. PlayStation show up, so. Well, let's figure, yeah, real talk. We're like, what's the deal with why this? Do, why do PlayStation keep at? Actually, you know what? The more I think about it, the more I'm like, actually, that would be a really fun, interesting blessing. Yeah. Um, we got to double the episodes. We got to figure out how to get that. We need a new thermometer. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? Let's let's just right let's, now on the Steam store, by the way, you can get Cyberpunk 2077 half off, $29.99. GTA 5 is 53% off, $18.73. Dead by Daylight is $7.99. I thought that was free to play. Uh and yeah, they're more. Oh, Witcher 3, $7.99. Binding of Isaac, $11.24. Bless. What up? Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. Did you play it? I played quite a bit of it, yeah. This next gen update. Uh huh. Anything for you? Oh yeah. Me and Greg talked about this too. Where neither I don't think either of us finished Witcher Three. And I think both of us kinda want to. And so I pitched to him doing a PS Love episode that is us doing a modern review of the Witcher Three. Wow. Whether that happens, we'll see. Yeah, that's a big because of bandwidth <laughs> in time. But it's coming out during a good time, right? They're coming out it's coming out during winter break. And so there's gonna be a bit of a gap of video games you know the, of course it's crisis core high on life and other games that are coming out in december but it's gonna be a bit of a gap you know just close to <laughs> protocol and high on life especially <laughs> like january like late december going into like mid january there's a nice gap there which where i could see myself getting super into uh the witcher 3 so i want to do it my the big thing for me is will my save carry over because if my save doesn't carry over, because i played if I had a guess, because this is before PlayStation started like um, keeping track of the time, I would guess maybe 15 hours of the, that game. I, pl- like, I played enough of that game where I wouldn't want to retread, uh, retread those steps. Um, and so if my save carries over, I'll play. You like it would, right? Like I feel like they're good so. about that stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, no, yes. aren't they really bad? I think I like for CD Projekt Red. Oh, CD Projekt. CD Project Red. Like, PlayStation makes things hard. Yeah. That's the thing. Right? PlayStation makes it hard, but usually people to, do it. You're going to have to open up the game in whatever, like, like PS3 you played it on. <laughs> no, without, hit, like, Kevin's save, right, though. Log into an account, hit save again, then log into the PS5, turn it off, then on again. You know, it's Kevin's one thousand percent right. He's right. Is that yeah. how it's going to work? Like I think because PlayStation makes it difficult is the thing. On Xbox, it's going to be the I assume it's going to be the easiest smart delivery. So you open it up and boom, it's the same game. On PlayStation, you're going to probably have to open up your PS4 save, upload it to a cloud, and then uh, switch to the PS5 version and then download it. OG Witcher Three save didn't translate to the complete edition, says Alan. Fuck. <laughs> so no. So maybe. Oh. Why? Well, Bless, just start it over. Yeah, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. Gabe Logan. Uh, God damn it. Hey, um, what's up? We're wrapping up the show here. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna do you wrong in a second. There's two quick things I want to talk to you about, Bless, because we're up? here. We're hanging out, talking about video games. Mm-hmm. I was driving into work today. I was thinking about the Game Awards coming up soon. Obviously exciting. Game Awards always an exciting time. But I was thinking, I was like, we're gonna do our predictions episode of Gamescast, uh, predicting what they're gonna announce. Mm-hmm. And I was like huh, this seems like a weird year. Seems like a weird time. I don't know that we're going to be able to do the traditional each one of us brings five 
predictions to the table. I was like, is there that much to predict or whatever? I was like, oh, maybe really? I, I got like, some predictions. I was like, maybe we should change the format and be it more like work together to come up with predictions and then just, uh, each like take bets on is it going to happen or not? Mm -hmm. It will be there, will it not, whatever. And then I started thinking more. I was like, what the fuck am I thinking? There's so much that could happen at Game Awards. Oh, this year. yeah. Like, there's it easily we could come up with predictions of things being there, not being there, whatever. I was like, whoa. And I, I went from unhyping myself to like mega hyping <laughs> myself in 15 minutes. <laughs> it's the fact that, like, even, I mean, Jeff Keighley was tweeting, tweeting a little bit of hype a couple weeks ago that we talked about of what is Jeff hiding. And I'm like, like I think we're going to get something Kojima. I think it would be outside the realm of possibility to get like, Elden Ring DLC or something from software. I like. I think we're gonna get some PlayStation shit there. Like, uh, we're talking Man yesterday 2. where it was like we were getting uh, Mortal Kombat or Injustice, something yeah. from NetherRealm probably, and we're probably getting Jedi Fallen Order. Um, oh yeah, we, yeah, like the, right. the Survivor, Jedi Survivor. Survivor. Yeah, but it's like to me, it's like cool. Those, I mean, it's less exciting because it's not like a surprise reveal or whatever. But like, yo, that's awesome. Like, it, yeah. And that's also the question of like a good show. You know, the, yesterday's uh, leaked reporting of like Jedi, Jedi uh, Survivor. They talked about like, yeah, it's going to show up thirty minutes to the show, which is again very specific. Yeah. But also, we don't know <clears throat> what's in that reveal, right? Like, we assume gameplay, we assume release date, all that stuff. But also, like, what's Cal Kest is up to? What's, what's he, doing? he doing? Like that. There's predictions in there of like, yo, you know, is oh uh, yeah, yeah is, a good call. is Greasy Money Baby showing oh, yeah, up in that dude. trailer? I, it's his game, right you know. Like, He's what, the protagonist does now. Darth Maul show up and start cutting people in half? Like, what the fuck is happening in Star Wars Jedi uh, Survivor? That's that's the kind of predictions I'm curious about. I mean, yeah, Maul. I guess. Well, we don't know the exact timeline of this game. I don't think, but he could be alive. He could be. Depending on where they, I don't they know place. enough about the <laughs> trilogy, so I'm just saying names. So maybe but. you shouldn't predict that one then. Yeah. No, yeah. No. <laughs> um, the other question that I have, this isn't for you. This is mm. more for the people. Now that I'm all in on Pokemon, I have a lot of questions. Mm. I, I told you before, like a couple weeks ago, when I was like putting my foot down, I'm like I'm not fucking playing this gen. And now look at me, egg all over my face, all know? over, uh, and it feels good. good Smells man. good too. Um, <laughs> but when I was like going on all those spiels, I was saying that I. I'm either not going to play or I'm going to go all in and I want to fucking catch them all. Mm -hmm. And here, now that's where I'm at, right? What percent? Like, I don't know how many Pokemon in total are in. There's uh, 407 or something like that. Okay. Around that. So 400. You've, you've passed half. I'm, I'm at the halfway mark. -ish. Okay. Yeah. So um, I think, but you know, then it gets a lot harder to, yeah. to start getting it. But like, there's still a lot. That I'm like, okay, cool. I'm sure. I think it'll be easy to get up to like 300 and then keep going from there. But that's only 400. There's 1,007 mm -hmm. now. In total. Yeah. Jesus. So that's a lot. So yeah. even if I get all in this game, there's still 600 left. Mm -hmm. And I tried Googling this stuff. Tried figuring out the regional decks versus the national decks versus, like, all this stuff. And I kind of – I understand the idea of it. And I know that at a certain point it went from cartridges, so you couldn't do those. But then they introduced Pokemon Home, Pokemon Bank. There's all this stuff. And, like, as somebody that just kind of, like, in the original games, like, the cartridge games, I caught them all, did that stuff, whatever. I understand that that's in the past. Mm. Then I just kind of played gen to gen to gen and just kind of like my experience stayed with X and Y, black and white. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like uh, Sword and Shield and now Scarlet and Violet. If I wanted to start figuring this out, what do I need? What do I need to know? If you want to catch them all literally. Yeah. Like all of them. All like of all them. All 1,007. Yes. I want a living decks of everybody, which a living decks means bless mm -hmm. that you have a living Pokemon of each one. So. It's oh. not just my Bulbasaur evolved to Venusaur, and now I have the Venusaur. You have an Ivysaur, oh. Bulbasaur, and Venusaur. You are crazy. I mean, yo, bro. 
You're fucking insane. I have every fucking <laughs> spirit, okay? I feel like I I need to be a Pokemon master. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I need to do this. That's the I hottest can... shit you've ever said. You thank you, Kevin. Fuck. Fucking you. thank you. Fuck yes. Hell oh yeah. Oh my god. That's that's really I'm scared of this. No one ever was. Uh, but yeah, I need I need somebody to to tweet at me and explain this shit because I tried Googling. I did not, <laughs> like, if you asked me a month ago, like, hey man, is Tim even gonna play Pokemon? <laughs> the new Pokemon? I'd be like, no, probably not. Like, based on how we talked about Arceus, I don't think he's touching this new one. The fact that you're like, now I want to play every Pokemon <laughs> and, catch catch, them all. and catch them all, and not just have all of them. I want to have literally all of them. All of them. Like, <laughs> I want to have each version of Tim, each Pokemon. I, I spaced out midway through what you were saying, but mm-hmm. like, are you gonna do that like Poke Library thing where you upload it to something? That's what I'm. I don't understand that pay shit. Like Five dollars a month. That's what I'm like, asking. I need somebody to explain it. So P. Julian says there's YouTube channels about this topic. I've been YouTubing. Y'all, y'all don't understand how deep I'm in this shit. Bro, I've been watching too many videos it's a, and I don't get it still. You, you get that it's a scary, scary slope that you're going, right? Because mm-hmm. like, there's really also the shiny versions of everything. I, I understand. And also, this is also great content that you're talking about. <laughs> like this needs to be like afternoon streams but or like, something. I, it's just, I don't Tim know how fun that would be. But it's like, the, the thing is for or me. Like Twitch.tv slash Tim Gettys. Dude, here's, like, here's, do your own Twitch channel <laughs> to do this. That's, that's what I do now. <laughs> but my, my question to everybody out there that understands this shit is if I if I did this and I caught them all, do I just then have them and then every time there's a new generation out, I just need to get the new ones and then that's it? And you transfer them back to home? Where do I – what's the transfer process? So this is Poke Library, so maybe they're saying go to a library. Who's saying Poke Library besides you? Is it just you? What? I've never heard Poke Library before until today. Is that a thing? I Isn't it? Okay, so there's, 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 a library there's Pokemon, Pokemon Bank too, and there's though, Pokemon like, Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is, Bank. And I don't understand. <laughs> and I don't like, understand. Kevin, did you mix up a bank with a library? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like a library makes more sense, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, Bank, Home, whatever. It's all the same. So then the other, other question is, <laughs> P. Julian says, oh, man, if Tim can understand Japanese, I got some YouTube channels to understand. All right, guys. So here's the deal. Not only are you going to catch them all, I'm going to learn Japanese. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, I think okay. I have, we've gone too far. We've I think too I far. have to. <laughs> okay. We broke Plus, them. I beat Pokemon Gold in Japanese when I was eight years old. Okay. All right, that's a good point. Most impressive thing point. I've done in my entire and life. And you watched uh, right? you watched the Pokemon uh, like Ash winning the championship in Japanese, right? With I did. Subtitles. I did watch it Japanese with no subtitles, and it still made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm living my life. All right. But the, the other question I have is. I've been now that I'm playing this. Of course, I want to go back and play the OGs, but I don't want to play Let's Go again. I want to play Fire Red. Can I play Fire Red, catch all of them in Fire Red, and then transfer those Pokemon to something? You need a library card first, though. The library card. You need a library card. That's true. So somebody, that's true. let me know if that's possible. And now I'm getting that even can't crazier. Be, right? that's GBA. I know. I, I don't know. know why I said like that, but yeah, that's GBA. <laughs> now, now I'm getting even crazier. Mm. I have my Pokemon Blue. A lot of my po- uh, here's a sad story. No, I know you're getting crazy. This is insane. He you is. Even say I've this. never seen Tim on this level. You before. shouldn't even say this because it's crazy. I now, thought I was a hardcore gamer. Tim is a hardcore gamer. <laughs> now here's the thing. All right, I have a very sad story that I've told before. Mm. All right, Pokemon Blue, Pokemon Silver. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course, that was the course that I went. I ain't going red. Mm-hmm. I'm offended that there's no water blue version of the. Remake. Oh my god! Right. You know what I mean? I love Pokemon Just Blue. Fucking respect. But anyways. Pokemon Blue, have my team, obviously fall in love with them, loved them forever. Then get Silver, transferred all of them, traded, you know, to get my boys over to the to, to Silver. 
And then uh, years later at IGN, we did a, a series of like the top 100 games of all time. And, like I was doing the gameplay capture for all of them. Mm. And for both the Pokemon iterations, both Silver and Blue had made the list. I was like, I'm going to use my own cartridges. I haven't booted them up in 20 years. Let's see what happens. Boot up Pokemon Blue. And I'm like, oh, my God. My save file still here. It still says Timmy. It says my playtime count. All the badges. I'm like, holy shit. This is wild. My Pokemon are alive and well. Hell yeah. And I start searching for them. And I don't see them. And I'm like, where's my boys? Mm. Where's my Mewtwo? Where's my Blastoise? Where's my Butterfree? Mm. Where are they at? And I was like, oh, fuck. I traded them to Silver. <sighs> I boot up Silver. Are they gone? The whole file's gone. Oh, that hurts. The whole file oh, is gone. that hurts. Oh, that hurt my soul. Yeah. God damn, I'm sorry. So now, my other question is... <laughs> Is there who, would it be my save? Is it possible <laughs> to save the battery and save my boys? Oh my god. You, you and if I save my boys, can I transfer them to the library? <laughs> you can save the battery like you can replace the battery, but it's but I think it's the save too is late. Gone. The save's Yeah, gone. I think it's too late. I mean, you just gotta do it, do it again, you know? And you know? honestly, that's a lot of hours of fun right there that you have open to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, an exciting opportunity for you. We're going to have to figure this all out. Save the Rebellion. Save the boys, says DH Canada. And with that, this has been kind of funny games daily. Thank you for hanging I, out. I, we're going to do, gotta do a couple of more. Uh, we got your wrong real quick. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. This, somebody says StarCraft rules. I don't know where that is. <laughs> StarCraft <came. laughs> Brood Wars writes in to say StarCraft <laughs> rules. <laughs> That's funny. You got me. Dude. Nano points out that Lost Wolf side is being developed on Unreal Engine 4. Um, people are talking about what the Netflix series could be called when we make our Tetris uh, version of Qu Queen's Gambit. Any good names? Uh, no. The, the this person says T-spin to win. No, that's, no. Awful. that's awful. And people are sharing resources with Tim. And that's it. We don't have anything. Yeah, wrong. we don't thank have anything you. Wrong. I appreciate all this. Remember, if you want to write in with questions. Go to conofunny.com says KFGD. Not you're wrong. You're wrong is not for questions. It's for your wrongs. Factual your wrongs. Of course, tomorrow's hell is so gonna be me and <laughs> <laughs> I'm all upset now that my Tim, boys are gone, Tim, man. Tim's trying to figure out this Pokemon situation. While he does that, I'll tell you that. Oh, tomorrow. wait, wait, no. Bring them back. No, they're gone. No, no. Can you bring back the your wrongs? Oh, yeah. Let me. I can undo. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, because they have important yeah. resources. For you. I need the resources. Oh, guys. sorry. Oh, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I'll delete. I'll, I'll leave them all up in there. Thank you. Um, thank you. We're doing cool stuff. We're doing the stream right after this. It is going to be Andy Cortez streaming something. Not sure what. I know Mike's not feeling well, so he is taking the day off. But Andy Cortez is going to be streaming. Check that out. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Oh, my God. Is this well, on look, purpose or is looks, this an emotion? Yeah, cool. it's going to be fun just to switch oh, up. Yeah, okay. It's a. It's a lot. I'm so glad I don't have like a condition that, that would cause seizures because, <laughs> goddamn, this is a lot. Oh, man. This is kind of funny games daily. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Bye.